0: in theaters this summer. In the year 2045, climate change scientists would be proven right.
1: Hello, President Bieber here. President Bieber, this is Stan Johnson from MIT in Berkeley. I've got dire news about the polar caps. They're melting. Climate change isn't a gradual process. It's happening all at once. All in one day! Baby, 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 oh! The ocean levels are gonna go
0: up 50 feet! This is bad news! And then, within hours, the ocean levels rose 50 feet. I told you so! California, Arizona, New Mexico, all disappeared into the ocean. Until the only part of the United States left above water was the Ozark Mountains.
1: You mean like where Arkansas is?
0: Yes.
2: Man, Ted, I'm looking around. I kind of feel like we're going to be okay. Look at this. We got we got deer meat. We got corn we can plant. We're in the woods. We got, we're got. we
1: surrounded by water. Yeah, it, everything's going to be all right. We got everything we need. We can live off the fruit of the land right here.
0: But, yeah. But no sooner had they retreated to their mountain oasis from the rushing waters than they would come face to face with the most fiercest predator on earth. In fact,
1: Cousin Billy's down there fishing right now. Billy, how's the
0: water down there? You getting a bite, buddy? I'm getting
1: a few bites there. What is that
3: passing? Dur, 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 Dude, that, that's a dur, damn dur, fin. That's a dur, fin,
2: that's fin a sticking fin. up out of the that's
1: water. That's a dorsal dur, fin. That, dur, that's dur, about 20 dorsal dur, dur, fins.
2: Dur, dur, Billy,
0: get away! Dur, 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 get away from dur, dur, there, dur, dur, Billy! Holy kidding. shit, <laughs> Billy! Coming this summer. Shark and Saw. Hey, Hillary. Come down and put your feet in the water. Quiet
3: your mind. Ever since the earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of mantis.
1: Okay, Joe, you win the bet. We could work shark and Saw into a bit. You're right. You're right. Here's your money, man. I
2: was so excited when that came to me yesterday.
1: All that for Sharkansaw. All that just to say shark and Saw. I love it. I love it. It's yeah, awesome. awesome www.donamantis.com also you can check us out on twitter at donamantis joe what's going on tonight other than uh rednecks being eaten by sharks
2: yeah and you know what we do realize that the levels of the oceans would have to rise more than 50 feet to to cover america but you know
1: whatever it's well you know that was the first day i mean if it did that for you know like a month there you go solid like that yeah yeah like that and hey, we said that at the beginning the the scientists were wrong. Scientists are always wrong, so that's pe- people think, oh, we cut those scientists with their pants down. They were wrong. It's Like scientific method, you know, it's kind of designed to exactly if something's wrong, they change your mind. That's so we've all we talked science- about that before. Scientists are
2: just always trying to prove each other wrong, and that's good.
1: Yeah, or right or wrong, they don't care because the truth
0: floats to the top
1: that, yeah that's right hey that's that's good i like that you should be quoted on that the truth floats to the top yeah well next next week we'll hear like neil degrasse tyson say that in, in something I'll like, oh he's listening to us i'll copyright i'll
2: trademark it and i'll sue his ass <laughs> i don't think so ngt i will sue ND, you
1: for ndt your freedom of speech <laughs> what you know, I don't know. uh we kind of have a freedom of speech right so sure. anyway. uh so anyway uh Donna Mantis we're here on episode 65 this episode's called the phantom barber of Pascagoula. yeah is that correct yes i, I I know nothing about this. I just had to type the name. It took us a minute to spell check it and stuff to make sure we were right. But uh, Joe was actually spot on. He knew he knew the spelling, but I did not. So, uh, Joe, what have we got for this one? You got any rants or raves or anything before we get going on this well, episode? you're
2: very well aware of this. Not, uh, unlike usual, I've got my cell phone basically on my lap throughout this. So, really quick. And I'm, I'm not going to say his full name because we don't really know much yet. Yeah, sure. But a, a friend of mine... Uh, that I that he was in my band uh, for about four years <clears throat> he played bass for us and uh, left only what two and a half three years ago uh, mm-hmm. but I've still kept in touch with super him. nice guy very nice guy uh, he was on the road with us like I said for four years named Jeff uh, a few days ago he he went missing and he is still missing so it's it's been on the news it's all over yeah all and over- this isn't a bit by no, way, this is actually this is it's kind of hard to be to so
1: silly. And then all of a sudden we hit. I know so serious. So you just want that. I repeat, this is not a bit.
2: No, not a bit. Uh, he's he is. He has gone. He's been missing for over 48 hours, I believe. Uh, his last Facebook post was uh, three days ago. I think he's been gone two and a half days. Yeah. Uh, right now we're in that weird phase where you keep hearing all this stuff. And, and I man, my phone's just been blowing up with all these people what's going on where's where's jeff what's happened and and uh uh my, my i'm in a text group with my bandmates and we're all any anything anybody hears like literally seconds ago uh uh James who we've had on the show sure yeah he texted me and he said they they think they found jeff's car at a nearby lake near his house no, that's never good
1: i don't think yeah no
2: I don't know uh so anyway yeah this is developing literally i only found out about this just hours ago so this is- de- uh you know uh, yeah, developing man, as we speak
1: that's terrible but he's but, a
2: very i mean he's a single guy he was never married uh he just works and 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 goes home he, i mean this guy lives on a, a fairly predictable schedule i mean because i've known him for eight seven eight years now mm-hmm. uh, he goes out and plays music on the weekends with different bands and that's all he does i mean yeah he's a very straight-laced dude so for him to just miss days of work, not speak to anybody, his parents live right next to him. Uh, I'm not, I am don't know this, but I assume they may have made the missing persons report. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. sure. No, no one knows anything right now, uh, but except for Jeff's gone. He's just gone.
1: So uh, and it's very uncharacteristic of him. So it's- yeah, my hope when I first heard it was just that he just decided, like, well, I'm done with all this. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to do something spontaneous and drive out west or something. Yeah, you know, I, hopefully so.
2: Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I don't. So. It's unsubstantiated that his car was found by the lake, but that's just a report. But yeah. you know how
3: this—we're
2: in that time where we're going to hear a million things. Yeah, sure. And so I'm not latching on to anything yet. I'm just going to yeah. see what what shakes out. And and uh, anyway, as the story unfolds, uh wow! I never thought we would be like no possibly doing a where on earth is episode on a friend of mine it's yeah crazy.
1: yeah yeah that's that is crazy but uh so yeah
2: i, I don't as of right as of right now we don't know
1: maybe it's something you know where oh, it's all said and done it's something kind of trivial and you know misunderstanding or he told somebody he was going somewhere and it was miscommunication or i don't know i don't know either hopefully it's something like that hopefully so yeah so, anyway we will so. keep you updated on that. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's near and dear to us. So, you know, yes. come on. Come on back home, Jeff. We're ready. Yes. So that's, that's not, music. That's not a
2: rant or a rave. I do have a really quick rant. I'll keep oh, it really I lo- short. I love rants. So I predict that within the next 10 years, the Super Bowl halftime show will be, <laughs> and you know, I don't know who's going to be a famous female pop star 10 years from now, but let whoever that is, it's going to be her, right? And it's just going to be a stage with no one else on it and there's nothing else on the stage except for a gynecological examination chair <laughs> with stirrups and she's just going to walk out sit down on it and 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 the stirrups are just going to spread and the camera's just going to go up there and that's just going to be it because what else where else is there to go where else is there to
0: go
1: yeah it's it's uh I will say this it's uh that's probably the kind of stuff they do in their shows So I guess, you know, there's been, I don't know if you're tuned into the interwebs, like I have been a little bit on this, um, just Twitter and stuff like that, but there's a lot of like back and forth, you know, people debating this same thing. And basically the way I kind of look at it and something that I haven't read into a lot is, and I'm not really even taking anyone's side other than, I don't know if a lot of people have thought of it. It's like those ladies, those fine ladies, um, (laughs) And I don't mean by, I don't mean like finer than the frog hair. I mean, like those ladies, whoever they are. Sure. Oh, J. J. Lo and whatever. Sure. Shakira. Um, Yeah. I think that's what they do in their shows. Yeah. I mean, that's their shows. So whoever booked it, I think that's kind of the, you know, it's, uh, you know, I'm not trying to go all like PG or something and say, oh, that's not family entertainment, but. I kind of like it to be more music based than the dancing. And that's probably my biggest part with my biggest problem with it is this is not so entertaining. But you and I are rock band guys. So we're going to like if they, you know, get some crazy rock artists out well, there. And why is it that way with females?
2: I don't need to see Dave girls taint to be entertained. <laughs> I just need him to play music and sing. Why is it if you're a female suddenly you, that's I mean that's that
1: That's that genre. I mean, that's just. That's just what people are into, so they they mix the sex and the music and then it's like a it's all that's all that. I mean yeah. I if that's your cup of tea, but the thing is is, is uh I'm not trying to be the church lady, but it's a little much for uh <laughs> network TV. Well,
2: I I didn't watch the Super Bowl and I didn't watch the halftime show, but the on my news feed it popped up. Like, yeah, people sure. going nuts over half the so yeah. I watched it. Yeah. And uh yeah, I was just like, A, who the hell that's a football fan is watching the. It really. And maybe I'm. Yeah. Maybe I'm not being fair. Cause when I think of a football fan, I just. I know everybody likes football, uh, almost everybody. But I just think of just uh, the Bears. I think of that guy. I'm like, he doesn't give a shit about these gals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but maybe that's probably wrong. Well,
1: anyway. I mean. Uh, There is some debate, and you got to give them credit. Like some people are saying, well, here's, you know, they'll post on Twitter pictures of the cheerleaders and some of the stuff there are videos of the cheerleaders and some of their dances. Of course, I, you know, I see some of that in some of the NFL teams. They have that. I don't watch a ton of NFL in in college. I used to, but um, some of the stuff they do is pretty provocative, but it's not like the main halftime show that everyone's watching, I guess. It's just kind of something on the sidelines. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think the debate can go back and forth. Um, My biggest problem with it is not even just the dancing and the shots. There was a part where the guy went up behind her and and lunged her, you know? It's like, you know, a couple times. Yeah. uh, One of those guys that's wearing, like, welding goggles or something.
0: Yeah, they
2: they pulled a, uh, was it Miley Cyrus and Robin Thicke? Were they just, what was it? They was at some
1: award show where they just
2: straight up dry humped each other for six minutes. And you're just like, my God, folks, Yeah, what are we we doing?
1: Yeah. And to me, it's like, you know, that's not really music. It's, it's, you know, that doesn't make the song any better. NFL stands for nude frontal labia. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was much because (laughs) it was a little much. I'll agree with that. I I totally Uh, agree with that. It's. It I even posted on someone else's post. I'm 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 super proud that I'm posting on someone else's post. (laughs) But I just I just said my criticism was it's just it was just weird. You know? Nothing nothing major like, oh it's nasty. It's it's obscene, but but I just thought it's kinda weird. I'm not I'm not even so much that it's obscene, I'm just like, What the hell does this have to do with
2: anything? Yeah, it does. But then again, I'm just the old man I'm just the one good
1: I'm getting more like Yeah Yeah uh no i'm with you i you know I, i'm i'm with you on it 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 just was a little much that's all that's what i'll say yeah so okay anyway. so yeah we, we we got an nfl debate <laughs> so yeah let us know what you think about our things yeah so are we on to it let's
2: do it this is a very fascinating story Sounds that like uh, we already said the phantom barber of pascagoula so i stumbled upon this little gem this past week all right i'm ready It was a sultry summer night in the small coastal town of Pascagoula, Mississippi, June 5th, 1942, set in the scene. Everyone was resting peacefully at the Our Lady of Victory's convent when two young girls suddenly woke to find a man in their room, hovering over one of their beds. One of them screamed and the man quickly fled by climbing out of their bedroom window. The girls. Mary Evelyn Briggs and Edna Marie Heidel were unharmed. However, when they flicked on the light, they were startled to discover that they were each missing a lock of hair. What? what? <laughs> Mary told police, quote, I saw the figure of a kind of short, fat man. He was bending over me with something in his hand, and he was fooling with my hair. When he saw me open my eyes, he said, Shh, and I yelled, and he jumped out the window. It was such a story so strange, I... That it captivated and terrified everyone in town, and soon after became a nationwide headline. A large photo was printed on the front page of the paper showing Little Mary with one spiral lock of blonde hair missing from her head. No one knew it then, but this was only the first in a slew of bizarre incidences by a man who would come to be known as... The Phantom Barber
1: of Pascagoula. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, so he cut off the, cuts the hair and run, right? You know? Cut and run. Yeah. Cut wow. and run. That's where they got that euphemism, right? Or That's the, it. Or the, what? That's not a euphemism. What's that called? Uh, uh, idiom. Idiom. Cut and run. I don't, euphemism. We should I don't know idea. all about idioms. Yeah, we We've did two, two episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm embarrassed. No. Go back to the idioms episodes, guys. <laughs> They're awesome. So this guy would
2: strike again just a few days later. The phantom barber slit through a window screen and snuck into the room of six-year-old Carol Peaty. As she lay asleep next to her twin brother, he quietly snipped off a few locks of her hair and slipped back out of the house undetected. When little Carol awoke the next morning, she was horrified to discover she was missing some of her hair. The authorities were called and soon found their first solid clue. The barber had left one sandy, bare footprint on the floor under Carol's bedroom window. Her parents were mortified to realize a total stranger had been in their children's room, and no one knew where he was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was barefoot, too.
1: Yeah. On top of everything else. Yeah, that's crazy. Maybe that makes him walk quieter. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. God damn, I wore my tap shoes to this. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) He stops for a minute. (laughs) And I'm (laughs) Anywho. Who's the White Christmas guy? Uh, um, Danny Carey,
2: or not Danny Carey? That's the drummer for Tool. <laughs> Jesus God! <laughs> wow, how could you be further off? I don't. <laughs> well, because like, wait, listen, it's uh, I'll will
1: explain.
2: <laughs> Danny Carey, what made
1: me think of that? Uh, well, I'm just uh, I, you're just brave that you took a stab at it. <laughs> uh, Bing Crosby is what I was thinking. Oh, well, it's Bing Crosby and
2: this other guy that was in White Christmas. I, yeah, can't I can't I yeah, can't remember Yeah, like name. his body and stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. like Lex, one of Lexi's favorite movies, and I've seen it that, a thousand yeah. times. Yeah, me
1: too. It's a good movie. What's, well, sort of. What is, sort Chevy of Chase time.
2: mentions it in 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 uh, a Christmas Vacation. We'll be the happiest assholes this side of the nuthouse since uh, <laughs> being Cosby danced with, insert name here. Yeah, I can't remember. Am I going to have to look it up on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead and look It's it not up. the drummer from Tool. He was not in... <laughs> white christmas he probably wasn't even born yet danny k it was danny Danny k
1: yeah yeah that's right jesus
2: god yeah yeah all right so that's settled Yeah. Uh, yeah but young carol and the previous two victims mary and edna would soon find out they'd actually been the lucky ones just after midnight on june 13th a few days after the pt house had been broken into the phantom barber struck again but this time was very different than the others he broke into the home of Terrell Heidelberg much the same way as the previous break-ins by slitting open a window screen. However, this time the barber was not interested in stealing a lock of hair. Uh-oh. After tiptoeing up to the bed where Terrell and his wife lay asleep, the phantom barber raised a steel pipe over his head and began swinging wildly. He beat the couple severely, leaving Terrell bleeding and unconscious and his wife missing several teeth. The attack was so swift and sudden, the couple didn't even get a look at their attacker. They could not provide a single clue of what he wanted. Wow. Looked and, okay. What, what a fast progression. Well, and I, I typed it that way, but but I also think, what if he had gone in there? With the purpose of stealing her hair, but somebody woke up or something.
1: Sure, he moved or whatever. Right,
2: so he would just panicked, and maybe he has this pipe with him as a f- backup or something. I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, yeah, anything could have happened. Um, yeah. Or, I don't know, or maybe he went in there just with the purpose of beating someone down. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: it's yeah. definitely a change in the MO. Yeah, for sure. And I read a few people, I read a few quotes and a few theories that this guy wasn't even part of it, but Pascagoula was not a big town, and this was in town right in the midst of these others, so... Yeah. I mean, it makes a,
1: sense that it's him, and plus, if he got it, he got it in the same way, unless there's some kind of copycat guy, you and know? And that happens, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Wow. If the
2: residents of Pascagoula were afraid before, well, now they were absolutely terrified. The police devoted every ounce of manpower to the hunt for the phantom barber who, whoever he was, was officially charged with attempted murder of the Heidelbergs. Six additional men were deputized and a team of bloodhounds were brought in to see if they could pick up a scent. The dogs followed the trail to a pair of blood-stained gloves in some nearby woods, but that's where the trail ended. The police theorized that the assailant might have stashed a bicycle in the woods to make
1: his escape, but that was just another theory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to kind of throw those things out there and see if you can, you know, back it up with some evidence or something like that. So, yeah, well, it could have been this, but we're going to see if there's any evidence that says, I mean, that's scientific. Here's a hypothesis. We're going to test it. Now, we don't find anything to to prove that hypothesis. Right. So it's got to be inclusive or wrong. So, yeah. So in the beginning, it's just throwing a lot at the wall. Right. And I mean, that's that's. I mean, I've learned a lot from just what you've researched, you know, not what I knew before, but just like cases that you've laid in front of us. So,
2: yeah. yeah. So it said he, that was their theory was he may have stashed a bicycle in the, what are bicycles looking like in the early forties? Yeah. I, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, cause I'm picturing something that wouldn't be very conducive to riding through the woods. You know what I'm saying? I'm picturing like a, a like a, a huge wheeled like Schwinn with a basket on it and a banana seat or something. Well,
1: I mean, you wouldn't have to ride it through the woods. I mean, you could stash it in the woods, go in there and you can walk it out and then ride it on the road. Okay. So, I mean, just cause it's in the woods doesn't mean it has, cause I mean, I don't know if they had mountain bikes and stuff back. then. I doubt but. it. But uh, yeah. I mean, you could like stash it, like just ride in the woods. Think you wouldn't have to even go very far. Or lay it down. No one would see it. Yeah. And then you walk back to it, walk it out, and then ride it. And just hope because this was at night, so just hope no one
2: sees you. Even then, it yeah. would look weird. Yeah. You know, this guy's just riding his bicycle down the street at night. Maybe it wasn't that weird. I don't know. Sure.
1: Don't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. I don't know. That is kind of strange. But you got to think that in a quiet town. What are the chances someone would see you? I mean, now it seems like there's, you know, you always meet a car in the middle of the night, at least a few. Right. But a small town back then, I mean, on a desolate road, would you meet anyone? Maybe not. Everyone's asleep. Well, even in the town that we're nearby, which is, what, 80,000 people now? Yeah.
2: So, I mean, you can go up there on a weeknight after 10. It's it. You could probably walk around a little bit and not get seen. Yeah, I mean, sure. It, it goes to sleep, you know what I yeah.
1: mean? Yeah. And, I mean, if, yeah, I guess, though, in that town with that stuff going on, anyone riding a bike, it'd probably be reported. Yeah. But even if it was, like, we saw a guy riding a bike in the middle (laughs) of the night. It's like, okay, well, how how could you find that person? Exactly. Yeah, it'd be be kind of hard to, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well...
2: The Phantom Barber of Pascagoula struck one final time. This is a really short, like this whole thing only lasted two or three weeks. Okay. True to his M.O., he slit through a window screen and broke into the home of Mrs. R.E. Taylor. But unlike his other victims, evidence suggests that he used chloroform to incapacitate this victim. And police wondered if this method had been used on any other victims. So I said, Mrs. I believe it's Miss Taylor had been if she had been subdued by chloroform. This was still the barbers ballsiest break in yet, because along with her was also her husband and two of their children asleep all in the same room. When questioned by police, she said, and I quote, I have I had a vague feeling of something passing over my face. And then when I woke up, I was feeling ill once she had. Her wits about her, Miss Taylor, also noticed that about two inches of her newly permed hair was missing. Wow. So they based that, you know, going by that testimony, um, it's very likely that he did. Nobody else said anything about that, though. Yeah. So maybe he was progressing and thought, man, you know, maybe I can do a little bit more if I do chloroform. However, there was three other people in the room. Yeah, that he probably that it doesn't sound like he did chloroform. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of conjecture there. But uh, it seems like a way you could
1: catch them is like, like have some lady walk around with like blonde hair and she just gets a perm and just like make sure like, okay, today this lady's going to go to all these different stores and just like make sure she's seen and she goes into a house and then she goes down to the basement and then you have like some cops in there you
2: know
0: yeah
1: she just goes all over town just showing off my new perm yeah
2: before i go home to 123 east I baker sure street hope,
1: i sure hope nothing happens to my new perm <laughs> on 123 east baker street yeah where i'm yeah. going to be going to bed at promptly nine o'clock and it's awfully scary no one lives with me <laughs> and i usually don't lock my door yeah they yeah, wouldn't even need to cut my window <laughs> i don't have screens she turned into mini pearl right at the very end <laughs> my winder <laughs> oh no i'm still stuck on the
2: arkansas bit <laughs> hey this is in louisiana so we should be using that
1: accent. okay okay Even I, I don't have that I, don't I, I have one accent and and i just do it at different volumes <laughs> i think i saw that from chris farley i think chris oh, farley said that he said he has one impression just 10 different volumes oh, okay and and a lot of people that we're on SNL with them and knew him and they were like, no, he's the greatest. He's, you know, Matt Foley was the loudest of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like some of his ones that like people won't talk about. I like the, I like the guy that, uh, on weekend update and he does the quotation mark thing. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm not what you call literate. <laughs> I have a little bit of a weight problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I have a, uh, vile stench yes. coming from my under arms <laughs> yeah what about when he was interviewing like
2: he oh had no that like, was a great one too paul mccartney's like yeah. do you, do you, yeah. oh we just talked about this with cody on the last <laughs>
0: episode good. do you remember when you're in the beatles
1: that was awesome <laughs> that was awesome
0: <laughs> he's like yeah i remember that yeah
1: you you said that the
0: love you make is equal to the love you take
1: is that true <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that one and then Paul McCartney rambles a <laughs> this long answer and he's like, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So in a span of less than two weeks, the phantom barber had
2: broken into four homes, beaten two people and stolen locks of hair from four females. Residents of Pascagoula were in a near panic. People were locking their doors and windows, buying guns, getting guard dogs and leaving all the house lights on overnight. Then just as suddenly as they had begun, the attacks stopped. Despite all the break-ins, They only had a couple of footprints and one pair of bloody gloves as evidence. Uh, This was ages before DNA, and there were no fingerprints left behind either. The only eyewitness was Little Mary Briggs, and her description was rather vague. The attacks were seemingly over. And the newspapers though continued to print stories about the Phantom Barber of Pascagoula. Police continued to follow leads and search for clues. Everyone had a theory of what the phantom's true identity could have been. It was the talk of the town. Sure it was. Yeah. Wow. Who do you think it was?
1: Based on nothing
2: cuz we know
1: <laughs> we got nothing. I think it was Jerry Johnson <laughs> that lived at 232 Maine.
0: Oh, I'm going to look that up. He's
1: a shady fella
0: he was a shady fella
1: yeah always kick kids off their off his lawn
0: (laughs) get off my lawn
1: (laughs) hey blondie come here you can be on my lawn what if the guy really was a barber
2: yeah it's almost too good right i don't know i wonder if they questioned all the barbers in town
1: yeah (laughs) what
2: if there's i mean i don't know
1: yeah i don't know i would think you could make a comedy out of this like a movie (laughs) but just don't do the pipe to the face thing no yeah we
2: can skip that part other than like that
1: change it a little bit and make it not so close to reality what year was this again 19 what 42 42 yeah, yeah. it's not too soon so you're, no, you're good definitely yeah not. yeah so anyway for about, some reason i like that idea of making that movie uh we'll do the movie trailer for that <laughs> before the next episode yeah uh the high definition movie trailer <laughs> lo-fi so then about two months after the last attack, Police Chief A.W.
2: Ezel announced that they had caught the Phantom Barber. Whoa. What? I didn't expect it. They arrested William Dolan, a 57-year-old chemist. That was my next guess. <laughs> Apparently, Dolan had a beef with Mr. Heidelberg's father. Now, Heidelberg was the one of the, the couple that got beat with the pipe. Okay. So this guy had a beef with that the dude, his father. Okay it's kind There's of fascia. several degrees of separation a little yeah. weird but uh the the um, Heidelberg's far, father farther, his farter, <laughs> I mess I mess you up his farther was a local magistrate over a legal issue, so it was thought that he attacked the couple to seek revenge okay uh although this didn't directly tie him to the Phantom Barber invasions or uh, honestly even to the young Heidelberg couple, police also claimed a large bundle of human hair was found behind his home dun, dun, dun. oh yeah. Yeah. Supposedly the FBI later identified some of the hair as belonging to Carol Petey, the barber's youngest
3: victim.
1: And back in those days, it was like, they probably had like two strands and like, <laughs> yep, they're both blonde. <laughs> He's guilty. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> well, they probably looked at it in a microscope. I'm sure there's like, I don't know. I've never looked at hair in a microscope, but I'm sure there's like, I'm sure there's like differences of different people.
2: Oh, there is. I've yeah. looked at hair under a microscope. Oh, cool. I've looked at my hair. I've looked at Diesel's hair. Oh. I have a crazy, insane microscope at work. Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, I have to take water samples and look oh, at the, okay. the definitive yeah.
2: microbes in then
1: so So you think at that time with a microscope, you could definitively... It's like a, like a you on the stand. <laughs> well, sir, do you, would you say that in your laboratory, you could definitively tell the perpetrator's hair and I, compare that with a hair sample and be... Absolutely, one hundred percent correct in identifying that they
2: were a match. All I can say is this: you see how my beard and Diesel's hair, and he's laying right here by me, so easy to compare.
1: Objection! <laughs> Conjecture, Your Honor. No he's one turn
2: the question. No it said you could bring your Pomeranian into the courtroom. <laughs> our beard, our our beards, our hair is pretty close to the same color, right? Yeah. But looking at them under a microscope. worlds of difference okay worlds
1: overruled so i can only say this
2: human hair and dog hair is different
1: (laughs) 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 i know that for sure okay now we're back yes so also
2: a neighbor insisted that dolan had asked for a ride in his truck to a location not far from the heidelberg house on the night of the attack Mm. an hour later dolan reportedly returned to the truck which was still parked where he had been dropped off, so I guess the guy he was just like, wait for me, and he waited for an hour. <laughs> wait that, for me. That's a good-ass neighbor. <laughs> and said there'd <laughs> like been... Like a
1: good-ass neighbor. <laughs> Stay
2: bomb <calm>, is there.
1: <laughs> and said that there had, quote, been some trouble. Oh, that's never good. And a, another witness who... Unless you're playing that game. <laughs> There's been some trouble. What do you mean? Uh, oh no, the game, the game. Oh yeah, that's fine. That's a fun game. No, he said no there'd trouble been, f- at all.
2: <laughs> he said there'd been some trouble. and His neighbor said,
1: "I knew
0: there was trouble when you walked Dead. in."
2: Another witness, who police refused
1: to name, which don't they have to? Uh I don't know. Maybe that was before F F O A freedom. I don't know F O I FOIA freedom, freedom of information. Okay, okay. Uh, they. That This unknown witness
2: reported seeing Dolan emerging out of the Heidelberg house on the night of the attack. Now, the police felt they had their man. And although they also had an alleged link to the cutting of little Carol Petey's locks, Dolan was not charged with any of the hair snatching crimes. He was instead tried for the attempted murder of the Heidelbergs. As for a motive, <laughs> get ready for this. Police, uh, it's just so. Police theorized Dolan had conducted his one man reign of terror to frighten local
1: residents and weaken military morale. Yeah, I bet it was like he he wanted to build a theme park where the town was and he was trying to scare them off.
3: <laughs> and he would have got away with it too if it <laughs>
1: wasn't for your
3: kids, kids that-
1: and that dog. <laughs> <laughs> root, root. Old man Jenkins. Oh, I knew
2: it. Now, look, that may sound ridiculous, not what you said, but what I said before. No, what
1: I said is always ridiculous. Of
2: course. But (laughs) listen, this was the midst of World War II, and Pascagoula was surrounded by military plants and shipyards full of soldiers who are voraciously patriotic. It also turns out Dolan had attended school in Germany and there were rumors around town that he was a Nazi sympathizer. Oh, that's never good. There were even witnesses at trial who claimed Dolan had said Hitler was, quote, a good man. Oh, no, that ain't good either. And that Germans were better than Americans. Ooh.
1: Oh.
2: Oh. Well, I'm German, so... No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Despite his pleas of innocence, William Dolan was quickly found guilty and sentenced to 10
1: years in prison. So, but you, you think wrongly? Or What? mean he had the hair right oh we'll get to that yeah oh you think it was planted well no okay i just think that back like you
2: hit it on the head man early 40s hair forensic detection
1: come on well we knew it wasn't dog hair we've proved that already (laughs) with expert witness uh with the microscope it's like what what is this thing hey man but when you said the you're
2: mostly german thing yeah have we spoken since and I, yeah we're deviating for a minute but you know what Go, it's okay it's gonna be fine uh have we
1: spoken since i got my results back no from we haven't I, I let's tell everyone what it is that you just really are sir no
0: what it makes, is
1: what makes you you what's your what's your genetic history?
2: it's not a surprise it's not i'm all how European. what's the
1: percentage of african
2: again probably 0.2 sub-saharan african Ooh, that that high <laughs> yeah, that much. You can tell too when you look at me. <laughs> so I'm sixty percent Irish. Okay. I don't think that was a a you, shock. Yeah, you do like the potatoes.
0: Thirty
2: percent uh wait, what was it? Oh man. Okay, sixty percent Irish. Okay, thirty percent German. Okay. So there's ninety. Yeah. I'm like four point something percent Scandinavian. Okay. And I got the 0.2 Sub-Saharan. So, okay. And then there was like a little, it's like an undetermined little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, there's always like a 1%. Yeah. I one, one didn't know where that guy was from. But what's super cool, what's the coolest part of it all? Yeah. My Neanderthal. Oh, yeah. You want to know? You got a I, lot? Yes. Oh, I'm a, yeah. I have more than like 90% of 23 and me customers. Oh wow! Yeah, so it showed all these other like the ranges of being like upper two yeah. hundreds. I'm like three forty, man. Oh yeah, I'm. I've got it. My, like my ancestors were not above getting down with a little so, hairy Neanderthal. You know what so
1: uh, you know, I think the word Neanderthal or tall means like wanderer. I think that's kind of the, and it does make sense. So during the podcast, like a lot of the podcasts, like I said here the whole time. And like you want to go out and pee and stuff and come back and like wander around. So like you're like the Neanderthal around this general area, like you kind of roam around a little bit. <gasps> Are you going out there and be like, oh I couldn't get this fire thing <gasps> just right? Yeah. yeah. He's like rounding a stone for anybody. <laughs> Is this right? It's like, no, it's square. Come on. Come How on. do I interpret this? Because Jessica was like, That makes
0: perfect sense.
1: <laughs> it's not cool. And I was just like, wait, yeah.
0: thanks? <laughs> wait, what?
1: Oh, I totally knew it, you caveman. <laughs> yeah uh yeah you know you you got to take it with a grain of salt all that science stuff no but uh (laughs) i did see a really cool documentary one time that that uh a geneticist went to africa and and took like as many uh samples as he could from the people that basically reported that they've lived there their whole life really and so they lived there their whole life that means they're DNA is going to be tied to the area and it's like around somewhere around Ethiopia was probably the Garden of Eden no yes. was probably the, <laughs> was probably our uh you know was where we first started kind of coming down out of the trees and I know controversial oh that's what some people say I like yeah oh that's what. Some well people one cool think. thing one of the things was uh don't you but but before let me finish my thoughts yeah, yeah yeah because because I was going somewhere with that don't you think that yeah
2: to hell it, it, straight it, to hell is where
1: you're going with that shit. I get that. People are like, we don't want to be associated with animals. But for one thing, if you watch the wild planet or, you know, blue planet or, or, uh, um, uh, you know, the earth or whatever, some of those shows on PBS or whatever, um, wild wonders and all this stuff. I mean, it's constantly, I'm constantly in awe that an animal does this thing to survive. Uh, you know, has this behavior that's a lot more intelligent than you would think, like lives in these barren landscapes that like we couldn't survive in. We'd have to be like, Hey, I, I need Amazon to send me something. You know, I'm about to die here. You know, it's like, like, yeah, we're pretty smart, but I'm just going to say like, why is it that it's like us, like human, awesome animals suck. Uh Here's the thing. Like, let's go, let's go pound per pound, pound per pound against any animal. Like let's let's fight a raccoon one on one, seriously. No thanks. Let's yeah, exactly. He you would your tail would be kicked in by an animal like if Diesel right now wanted to like just attack me, like there would be nothing that I you know he's old a little bit. You know, <laughs> But I mean, it would just be like get him off, get him off, push him back. I'd be like running out the door, like trying to get away from him. Yeah, it's in 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 what's he weigh? You know, fourteen pounds. Yeah, see, fourteen pounds. I knew that way too quickly. I know that exactly. Yeah, 14, but I'm just pounds. saying, like, you know, outweighing by over two hundred pounds. It's like <laughs> I, in this corner, standing at eleven inches tall and weighing in at fourteen pounds, <laughs> diesel. That's right. I saw this thing. Yeah. He, he jumped. <laughs> he looked at I me. saw this thing one time where they had the sumo wrestler playing tug of war with a chimpanzee and the trainer and the chimpanzee, they said he weighed like 175 pounds or whatever. And so the the sumo wrestler was like pulling on the rope, making some progress. But then the trainer said something in another language to tell a chimpanzee to like go. And then the chimpanzee like nonchalantly started pulling the rope and the, in the, the sumo wrestler guy was like ooh, 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 ooh. you know that sounds bad but <laughs> he was basically... like a chimpanzee. <laughs> oh, wait i was No. anyway so i'm just saying like he you know when when he got ready to pull the the sumo wrestler was like done you know right, okay right. so going back to my sub-saharan africa thing <clears throat> uh is it so bad that like we came from that and eventually we started coming down out of the trees because the climate change this is what they think this is this is a theory but fewer trees theories fewer. are made to be broken mm-hmm. uh, or just made like my to heart be disproved and a theory can never be proven correct like 100 percent that's why it's a theory yeah there's always a part of it it's like well and it's a theory because it it predates to where we can actually get enough evidence to say that's that's the way it is but I mean it basically is the way it is based on all the evidence and it's not just like, a time, oh, there's a book somewhere with four pages and that's all the evidence. No, there's overwhelming evidence. But anyway, back to that. Uh, you son of a. Is it so bad that, is it so like, does it make us take our special place on the earth to be able to say, you know, hey, we came from that? You know, we changed and evolved and, 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 you know, our landscapes change. We moved to different places and we still survived. Like we figured out a way there are times when our population dwindled, but then there's times like now where it's thriving. I mean, it's all a pretty beautiful story and it doesn't make me feel less special. It's actually, it makes me feel like kind of awesome that you're part of a lineage that figured out this stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, think about what another advantage that animals have a fawn within a few hours can be walking around. For us, it takes, you know, a whole year to like be carried
3: freaking, around.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Helpless. Yeah.
2: And, and humans sit up here on our moral high horse. I don't see dogs looking up videos on their phones of other dogs peeing on each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we look down on animals. Think of some of the stuff humans do. Well, uh revenge is very rare in the animal kingdom. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and just like uh you know, would Diesel jump in someone's window and cut cut the doggy hair off and run away with it and hide and like oh i hope the cops don't catch me it's like no no i mean he's gonna do all this stuff right in front of you and he doesn't care if you know it or not it's not like i mean some dogs like hide a treat or something but yeah you know,
2: and you know, I mean, cut your hair off and run away having said that i do know that like you know if you leave a male dog around his a daughter dog that they'll try to mate. No, so I kind mean, of messed up. They're not super high up on the moralities. No, but, but they're still.
1: just, hey, we're just all animals. We're just all mammals in, in the animal kingdom. We'll do it them. like they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't do that <laughs> Sorry. No, it's cool. It's cool. No, it's actually, I, I commend you for coming up with that. But I'm just saying, like, we're not so special, but we're not so you know we're not so bad we're not so good we're We're not so
2: different you and i yeah
1: we're just we're part of the planet too just like they are yeah just because we think we're like so much more rational um yeah where's you know you got the pound for a dog that's lost and and uh you know they get euthanized if they don't find someone and every once in a while you get a dog that bites too much and they get euthanized for that right euthanasia Mm -hmm. uh but we don't have like you know hey you don't ever see on the news like oh the city's talking about a you know two cent millage because we have to build four new pounds they're overcrowding there's too many of these dogs that can't control themselves and (laughs) they're they're a menace to society and you know it's like you know you don't we don't have that you know they they do that they do you know but we're so much better than yeah, them. He pointed at Diesel, who's asleep on the floor at my yeah, feet. Yeah, sorry, I forgot. He's it's, my little buddy. I forgot it's basically radio. <laughs> anyway, so that's my little rant, and I've—I think I've said the same rant before. We're not so special. Come on, get off your high horse. Yeah. How do we get to? Th- so, oh, DNA. That's
0: DNA. How. I yeah. remember. It I'm
2: mostly
1: sense. European, by the way, too.
2: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Nothing. Nothing cool in there.
2: Well, I, I take that back. Europeans
1: cool. What the hell? Irish is cool. I'm proud. Yeah, I'm proud. Yeah, they they uh Germans you know, cool. come to this country, and uh, my my German ancestors were here. Well, the ones with my surname were here way before Hitler and all that stuff. We were already here. we have been here since the 1700s. So yeah, it's like if I ever say, "Oh, German ancestor," "Oh, oh, hi Hitler," and all the stuff. It's like, no, yeah, no, it's awesome.
2: That's I know where my German side. That's mostly my mother. Yeah, my grandma. Uh, her great grandparents, I think came from anyway, the time frame is that they arrived in America after slavery and before Nazi Yeah. So they're right in that sweet spot. Sure. So you can't, you know, <laughs> no one can blame me for shit. Yeah, exactly. We got in that sweet spot. We, we didn't yeah. have anything to and do hey, with one of those
1: things. Something that's not brought up a lot is when Hitler is rising power, there's a lot of videos of people that. Um, were Germans and they could tell that it was a pretty scary time and they were crying and they still did the high Hitler thing, but they were crying. And a lot of people said, well, they were so passionate. They were crying. So there, there were people that were afraid cause they knew the, um, you know, the downfall of their country, which it was in a bad place to begin with, but you know, they knew tyranny when they, when they saw it. Yeah. So, you know, let's not say everyone was on board. You know? No, there's no way every one of those people. were Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
2: I don't think it was exactly as bad as like North Korea, where if you don't, if you don't show enough enthusiasm, you get beaten or something. But at the same time, even socially,
1: yeah, sure. if they
2: knew they'd be ostracized, if they didn't yeah. at least do that, okay, well, let's just do this and get through sure. it, get back home and have our strudel and, and pretend yeah. today never happened. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, you could never really put, you could really, never really paint that picture completely enough to, to encompass everyone's feelings. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) So despite Dolan not being
2: charged with most of the Phantom Barber's crimes, the people of Pascagoula felt like they had put away the right man, and they started to feel safe again. William Dolan would sit in prison proclaiming his innocence for the next several years. Then, in 1948, new Mississippi Governor Fielding Wright reviewed the case and asked Dolan to take a lie detector test. We know now that... That's like throwing shit at a wall. It's 50-50. <laughs> but Dolan agreed, and he passed the polygraph. With flying colors. With flying colors. He was given a limited suspended sentence and then eventually set free in 1951. Uh, but this time, by this time, he was in his mid-60s. Uh-huh. To this day, many people still believe William Dolan was the phantom barber of Pascagoula. I do not, but that's okay. me. All right. Even after being released from prison, the stigma of the phantom barber continued to follow him. What little information exists about Dolan after his release suggests his later life was not a particularly happy one. He tried to open a business in St. Louis at some point, but it reportedly failed, and he eventually left his family to wander the country
1: as a vagrant. I could have told him not to open a barber shop. <laughs> that's what he did. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> It's like, I've got the little red and white spinning sign and everything, and no one comes. <laughs> he's like, I guess I'll go back to my night job. He's it's like, letting uh, <laughs> screens. No, I don't know. I don't know if this guy did it or not.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll relieve you of those locks, <laughs> wink, wink. Come on into my barber shop. If you
1: don't come in here, I'll come to you. Ooh, He tried to do a, a, a at-home barber service, a house call <laughs> barber service. Yeah. A little left the side.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Weren't you that guy? I even do night calls. eh? That's so stupid. That's good, though. That was good. Dolan's wife eventually identified a body floating in the Mississippi River as belonging to him and had it buried in the family plot. While there was some speculation that a vagrant later spotted in California was really Dolan, nothing more was ever heard of him after this. Mm. Wow. So, in closing, it's a little bit of a shorter episode, but whatever. That's all right. Was William Dolan the phantom barber of Pascagoula or an innocent man caught up in local hysteria? The only link between him and the Heidelberg couple was an argument he had had with one of the victim's father. That and the alleged sightings of Dolan around the Heidelberg residence that night. However, I find it hard to believe someone planning on perpetrating a crime is going to hitch a ride from a neighbor to and from the crime scene.
1: Right? Yeah. Doesn't seem very... Doesn't seem like a great idea. No,
2: no. I think that'd be ridiculous. And the supposed matching of a mat of hair in Dolan's yard to little Carol Petey, i shudder to think what early '40s pre-DNA forensic science led to that, led to that conclusion. And as for the motive of Dolan committing the crimes—to try to shake American moral morality—I guess due to his unsubstantiated German loyalties—to me that seems asinine. But maybe too easy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Too easy, right? Seriously. <laughs> It's like too easy to be like, oh, see, dirty German, exactly, yeah, because of the
2: because uh, of the 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 climate of the time, sure. And like I just I say that, and that's what I typed. But maybe the uh, frantic anti-German climate of the time it uh, made more sense. Maybe in that time, I don't know. Yeah, this far removed from the crimes, it's hard to say whether or not he really was the fandom barber. If he really was, there's no solid proof. But to play devil's advocate, he may have passed a lie detector test, but we know now that a polygraph is no more than 50, 50 accuracy, like we just said. That's why it's not allowed in court. So just passing the test doesn't make him innocent any more than having a tiff with the victim's father made him guilty. So I ask our podcast listeners and you, Ivan, what do you think? Was Dolan the phantom barber of Pascagoula, or well, did the
0: real perp get away with
1: it? I just, I, I guess I'm, uh, you know... I'm kind of uh thinking of too many t v episodes I've seen, but I just kinda of think that if you find the guy that did it, you would open up some like like bookshelf and you'd kind of hit it with your arm and it would fly open, and there's a secret room, <laughs> and then there's like a light shining down, and there's like all these locks of hair like hanging you know? <laughs> you know and it's like little souvenirs like they that he picked up here and there, yeah, and there's there's like fifty instead of just like four. Because there's way more Ooh. that someone's like, oh, my hair's a little bit shorter. You know, he starts off with just a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: Man, he would have not, you know what, he would have been a hero if he just would have given legit haircuts. <sighs> Instead, like where the where the ladies would wake up with their hair all styled. They got like the Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Go.
3: They're like, this is fantastic. Who did this? This, this is
1: fantastic. Who's Jennifer Aniston? Know,
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> She won't be born for 50 years or 40
1: years, but anyway, whatever. No, no, no. Um, I like understand. But yeah, or just uh, hang out at a barbershop, become friends. And after a lady leaves, be like, hey, uh, what are you going to do with that hair? Can
0: I have that hair?
1: But I guess oh, it's crazy. not taken in the same. I mean, he probably gets off on the the entire exercise slit in the windows with his shiny barber scissors yeah and he climbs in there chloroform grabs it goes yeah i mean there's probably something in the chase how do we explain the heidelbergs that got beaten yeah i don't know i mean i think i think the most plausible thing is that the guy moved and he thought he's waking up or something but why do he have a pipe? Did he always have the pipe every time? See, that's another if it's him, is he carrying around? No one else said that of course no one really got a good look at him. Yeah. What if he was just I mean, he might have always had the pipe every time. What if he, I mean, he's like and he probably thought about it. It's like if they wake up, I'll have this pipe. What if he's like,
2: you know what? Cutting <laughs> cutting the hairs off cutting the hairs off is too easy. I'm gonna beat it off
1: him.
0: <laughs> that's stupid
1: With this pipe. With this hair pipe. And then, then it can be Mr. Dolan with the pipe in the conservatory. No, I don't know. Just, <laughs> you went to Clue. He went to Clue. Everybody, he I went did. to Clue. T- it was just a lead pipe. You know, <laughs> that was my favorite weapon in Clue. was like it's a lead pipe. It's kind of weird.
2: I just love the story. Other than the people that got beaten, yeah,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part.
2: I love that there was some nutcase, yeah, that was breaking into people's houses and snipping off. Locks of hair. What I thought you were
1: going to say at the beginning is, I thought you were going to say, did the hair for a while, and then it turned into rape, and then it was murder. I was totally ready for all that. The progression, yeah. Yeah, the progression. But... You
2: know, it's weird. What and why did this guy only do it for two weeks? That's
1: so random. So bizarre. Less than There had than to be a reason weeks. why I quit. I mean, there had to be, a, like, obviously, but, you know, could have been anything. I mean- here, If you want to go on a deep dive, I'm sure someone's done this. I'm sure someone's done this. Just look at all the obituaries right around the, that area at that time. Maybe someone died. You just think he passed away, and that's why. Okay, hit by a car. Hit by a bread truck. I don't know. Fell on his scissors. <laughs> yeah. Or moved. Maybe it was like, a, like some kind of person that lived with their parents, and they moved away. Maybe it was like a 20-something, and they just moved away. Oh, this was during World War II. What if he got
2: drafted? Wait, was there a draft? Yeah. There was. Yeah, there was a yeah, draft. Yeah, of course there was a draft. Yeah. So what if he got drafted?
1: Yeah. That would mean he would be real young, though. Real young kid. I mean, could not an 18-year-old do this? Yeah. I mean, totally. Man, if he's already doing this at 18. Yeah. What a weirdo. Like, Went to the war, died in the war. There you go. So is that our theory? We We got like an 18-year-old uh, kid. Know. That's I'd, I'd hate to put all my chips in on that because that's so like such a small chance. I think that's just one thing. I think it was someone else. And I think there's a definite reason they stopped. Either they died or something. I mean, the war thing's interesting, intriguing. Um, what if could he could have was, signed up?
2: I don't know. What if he was a bald man? that wanted to fashion himself what if he was like a follicle buffalo bill from the silence of the Lands? <laughs> leather
1: face from uh
2: uh chainsaw che- massacre. texas chainsaw
1: massacre where i yeah. can see him
2: in the in like in the mirror in his basement like he's got the locks he's yeah. almost got a full was like
1: a record playing with some opera Would you? screw me i'd screw me. <laughs>
2: he's like
0: putting on his makeup his lipstick
1: This is a beautiful flowing lock that I have. Different colors. That
2: reminds me of uh, Joe Dirt. I heard that Buffalo
1: Bob stuffed a road flare in your bunghole.
2: No, <laughs> no man, no. What are you talking about?
1: Anyway, yeah, it's a good movie. man. That's awesome. So yeah, uh, yeah, I got nothing solid on that, but uh, it seems like it seems like if they caught the person, there would the evidence would be there, right? I mean, just unless they it's not the type of person that would chicken out and destroy all the evidence. And, and I just don't see it randomly laying in the backyard. I mean, you would hope that that hair would still be in an evidence locker somewhere and somebody could just take it out and like do some DNA on it and see. And then, and then,
2: and then cross reference that with the DNA of like one of Carol Petey's uh, like grandkids or something.
1: But it's so frustrating that evidence eventually gets thrown away. Oh yeah. We've, we've talked about that on this podcast multiple times. Yes. Like all the evidence from these 1957 murders was destroyed.
2: Hell, even early 2000s. Yeah, I've read cases where it's like, well, this is 2002, so they go back and it's a missing persons case or whatever as yeah. a murder, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, uh, that evidence locker's empty now. Yeah, and, uh, ain't nobody really knows where it went. Yeah, it's like, are you shitting me?
1: Really, yeah. it was an open case. I. It would seem that you would have uh, just a few pe- a few people in charge of that and. Like from this time to this time, that's you, and you're the only one that has keys to that, or whatever. Or, you know, it's, it would seem you'd have some type of, I mean, that to me, that's the ultimate um, incompetence, you know. Yeah. Of a, you know, I, it seems like, it seems like if you had, I'm not, I'm not like Sue happy, but like if you had a lawyer. And you, you say you had a case like that and you were trying to solve it. It's like, hey, the evidence now points to this guy. Let's go back to the evidence. seems like if the evidence locker was gone or they destroyed the evidence, and I bet this has happened, seems like you get a lawyer and be like, okay, I want to sue that police department for a million dollars. For sure, yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm not a sue-happy guy, and, and we've talked about this several times where a lawyer, you know, blood-sucking lawyer does something like that. But the family has got to be legitimately pissed, so – I mean, let's make them pay. I mean, why should evidence get away from you? No kidding.
2: Exactly. I mean, that, that should be part of their duty. And I, was, I would say even if you want to like appeal or something, and it's like, okay, well, let's pull that evidence back out, and it's gone, I'd be like, throw out the case.
1: Yeah. Come on now. Well, but a lot of times when they're going back, that's like they're reopening the case, and they're trying to, you know, it's right, like right. it's not an a, <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, like I know you're, you're yeah. saying an appeal, yeah. It's like, okay, well. You know, we don't have the evidence to hold you because it was destroyed. So, you know, yeah, I get you on that, too. I mean, it's
2: it's uh, I've done. Uh, so for the first time in a while and it feels good, but I've got I'm finally like four or five episodes ahead. Yeah. With my that's research. awesome. Yeah. And one story that we got coming up, I'm not going to say the name of it because I, I, I don't know what. No spoiler. In what order we're going to do all these. Yeah. But it's uh, as I was doing the research for this one, I was frightened by because this happens it's in the early it starts in like 1918 or so yeah but i was frightened by the level of not the level the the small amount of evidence or, or, or no evidence rumor that someone could be thrown or sentenced to hang on or thrown into prison for life you know like this guy like oh you know he's uh, he's a he's a German sympathizer, and someone said they heard him say Hitler was swell. Yeah. Oh, throw him in prison. Like that happened a lot back then. And in this case, yeah. this other case for this other episode that I was researching, this one guy gets put into prison for several years just from one person
1: being like, I think it was that guy. It's, yeah. It's
2: frightening. It yeah.
1: Was well, scary. you would hope that people that got into law enforcement and in in you know in law practicing law and judges would be inspired by some of those old old tales because it's like, you know, you want the next generation to like, okay, we're going to get these things right and we're going to be more scientific. And now it's it's popular to be scientific. I mean, think about the CSI shows. You know a good show is NCIS. I've never really watched it, but I watched an episode uh, just the other night and it's actually, I mean, some of it's kind of cheesy. It's TV, right? <laughs> it's a 60-minute show, but it is pretty good, you know, for for whatever it is. You know, yeah, right. Pretty entertaining. The same guy that made Quantum Leap, uh, Donald P. Belzaro, whatever or whatever he—that's his show. No way. Yeah, yeah. No wonder you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I love wow. it. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's crazy how right now more than I—I I don't even think it's going out on a limb to say more than ever. True crime and forensic stuff. People, sure. people. Yeah, in the
1: podcasts. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It's one of the highest rated and high most followed podcasts. Are all true? Or not all, but lot, most. Sure, a lot of them are true crime, and then all these. We got NCIS, Miami, downtown, whatever, and like yeah. just 55 cities that all have their own NCIS yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, no, was it NCIS or was it? Uh,
1: yeah. Well, CSI. CSI. Yeah. It was yeah. one of those. It was one of I those. like CSI in New York for a while because it's Gary Sinise. I love Gary Sinise. And you'll love him even more when you heard about what he did. He, he uh, took a bunch of veteran families, their families, like, uh, the moms, the daughters, and I think the dads, too, if they were on leave, or if they were on leave. And he got a bus, picked them all up, or made a meet somewhere, I guess, and he took them all to Disney World, paid for all the Disney World stuff, paid for their hotel, paid for their food. Like a Like a charter bus full of them. That is awesome. So, I mean, there's no telling what it costs him. Um, that was just like his little throwback to, you know, the serving. I don't know how I picked them, but I thought it was a really cool story. That's awesome. And, hey, speaking of TV and stuff – the other night, I forgot how good this movie is. Don't watch it in front of the kids. But uh, on Netflix, uh, I'm not plugging Netflix, but here I go. Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood.
2: I haven't seen it in it's years.
1: 1971. Man, that's a fantastic movie. And you know the line that everyone always talks about, like, I know what you're thinking, punk. You yeah. Know, D- did I fire five shots or six? Right. That, that's a cool line, too. But there's a cooler line in it. So he's in trouble at the beginning of the show because his the mayor and the chief, I guess he shot somebody and in their talk, you know, before, before the movie started, that's like pre information or whatever. Uh, anyway, so the, the mayor is kind of coming down on him for shooting a guy. And, and he's like, well, why would you shoot him? And he's like, well, he was going to rape someone. He's like, what made you think that? And he's like, he had a butcher knife and he was naked. And, <laughs> and uh, and he goes, and he goes, uh, I didn't think he was working for the Red Cross. And I thought it's like a good line, and uh, so the mayor's like, "You're right." You know, it's like it was. You just have to watch the movie again to to get the, I mean, the timing and all that. But that whole movie's fantastic. The music, the guy that played the bad guy—I don't know who he is—but very good, convincing bad guy and somebody that you love to like hate. Love to hate, yeah. Yeah, you're like ready for him. It's like because it's one of those things, and it's the classic stuff that we talk about in this. Like, he ends up, it's like one of those things where a cop, we've, it seems like we talked about this in an episode, where the cops, like, went over the line and, like, did, like, an illegal search, and then the guy gets, like, they got all this evidence, the time, all this stuff, but it's like, well we've got to throw all that out because it's a legal search. Yeah. So it makes you kind of hate the system. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Dirty Harry's like, well, fine. You know, he takes the badge. He's like, I'm going to go get him this time. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's a great movie. You should check it out. It's, it's well underrated and I think it's a fantastic little flick.
2: We should do like a, a segment on every show where you review like a 45 year old.
0: movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and the reason why, the reason why I'm, I'm picking it out here is because, and throwing it out because uh, it just aged so well for me. It's just still good. Sweet. You know, not always. Can you watch something from 1971 or 72 and say, no. man, that's a good movie. But it's just, it was, it was well done. I'm just, t- I'm just telling you, I'm pleading to you to, to go watch <laughs> it because it's well done. Yeah. Pretty gritty, but well done. I have a feeling it probably aged better than the movie with Every Which Way But Loose. Was yeah. that, what,
2: was that with when he had the champagne? Yeah, but him?
1: that was a comedy. So... You know, I, I almost think that comedies are just always funny still. Yeah. I think when a movie tries to be serious, it doesn't age well sometimes because it's like, oh, that's laughable. Yeah. Like that part, you, you know, you're trying to be serious, but of course, I mean, maybe some people like that type of thing. Watch a movie that's supposed to be serious and yeah, it's like the Troll 2 thing.
2: I love, this is a TV show. I love, 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 Unsolved Mysteries. Oh yeah, me too. And, and it has its own channel on. Sure. Roku. Hey, uh, Pluto. Pluto. Yeah. 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 But the reenactments and stuff did not age well. <laughs> no, no.
1: It's no. It, a lot of stuff in the I 90s. I can't remember them being cheesy back then
2: though. Oh yeah, like yeah. they'll even so it was the 90s and they're doing a scene where it's flashing back to the 50s but everyone still has mullets and <laughs> white high tops. It's still so 90s. And what's yeah. what's with the filming quality of the 90s where look, you can go back and watch Star Wars was in the 70s. It looks brilliant. It's bright and crisp and sharp. In the, all through the nineties, everything was just fuzzy. Everything yeah. was fuzzy.
1: I think that it's just, I think that now everything can look pretty good because it's digital. I think that film, uh, this is I've thought about that before. And that's, that's a good point. And I don't know if I'm right about this. Hopefully somebody can email in and let us know. But I, I kind of think that film was real expensive. So you could get cheap film or you could get movie quality. So I think that's the difference. I think that's why TV uh, looked kind of crappy back then. Almost all of it. Well, except for network shows. Network shows usually looked all right. Like, yeah. St- like main network shows. I yeah. I think I'm a good example. Right but now. a lot of uh,
2: uh, Unsolved Mysteries is fuzzy. Yeah. It's that 90s fuzzy. That yeah. soft, there's a softness. It's just yeah. like, what, this is weird. Yeah.
1: It has a cool look, though, I think. I like it. No, I, lo- I
2: I say all that, but I,
1: I watch it religiously. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: love the show yeah. so much.
1: Unsolved Mysteries is one of those you can kind of just play in the background. Uh, I've played it out in the shop before, and I'm tinkering around on stuff. Yeah. It's just something to, you can kind of listen to it every once in a while and you look up. You know, another good mo- show like that's Columbo. Oh, my God. it's It's funny just to hear the little, he's like, one more thing. You know? It never, every episode he what? it's the same stick.
0: all oh, one more thing. Yeah, exactly. You said that he was there at 7 a.m.? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Every time.
1: Every I remember time. this one he couldn't figure out. He's racking his brain. He's like, how did, he knew the dentist did it, right? Yeah. And it turns out the dentist put something in his filling that it was like time release and a few hours later, it like broke through and it oh. was like cyanide and killed him. Oh. So it couldn't tie him to it or, okay. what, or like not cyanide, but some kind of po- uh, odorless, non-detectable poison or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I think he did it, but I just don't know how. <laughs> you know, it's like, anyway. Peter Falk. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Oh. Rip. Uh, he's a great guy. Okay. So. Oh, diesel's hacking. Wait, let's listen.
2: Let's get in there. You okay, bub? You get it up. I think that's the signal that it's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's as good as any, I guess. Oh, it's like on uh, Christmas vacation. He's just hacking up a boat. Wait.
0: <laughs> he, wait he'll, he's not done.
1: I'm not sure why I'm laughing. That's not... nice.
2: Oh, he's just nose around in the trash. Over yeah. Well, oh, yeah. he got it
1: up. Go ahead, Clark. You think you should be eating the from the table? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, thank y'all again for listening. We're gonna leave you with a stupid little song oh, that I yeah, made. yeah, forgot about this. No, it's not stupid. It's awesome. So check out this. We actually uh, we got Sam Elliott uh, in here on a on a you know cameo and he and we He did. Narrated a little song for us.
2: We did, we flew him in from his twenty five thousand acre llama ranch down in
1: Amarillo. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and uh, he did some narration for us.
1: So enjoy. yeah, and I'm still picking the mustache hair out of the mic. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, uh, he did a great job. Yeah.
3: One more to tell you about some feathers. I know a couple gingers named Ivan and Joe. Started themselves a little podcast, you know. We talk about everything under the sun that they find interesting, spooky, or fun. They ain't trying to impress no one. The remedy too much time on your hands is take a little listen to the dawn of man One week they might talk about old Mike. The next might be about the Yuba County Five. Well, they even did one about the Horned Spook Light. I'm sure they'll carry on for a good long spell, cause this old world's as weird as hell. there'll never be no shortage of stories to tell. Too much time on your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Mantis The remedy to too much time on your hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Mantis